This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And for one final time in 2023 We're back with another episode I am coming to you semi-live from the week between Christmas and New Year's, and I don't know what day it is. I don't know what shows are or aren't taking a week off trying to keep up with Bravo this week. It's like, okay, so Potomac's taking two weeks off. Beverly Hills is taking one week off. Miami doesn't get a week off. Uh, You know, Roni Legacy is coming out left right and center because it's peacock and who the fuck cares about the holidays (laughs) it is safe to say we are in sort of a twilight zone week and so i thought today would be the perfect time to take a step back to take a, a look with the long lens at some of the best worst most crazy whatever moments of 2023 and so we're going to be giving out some awards it's the 2023 honorable mentions. Uh, you know, usually the honorable mentions are, are the ones that don't quite make the cut, but here we mention it all. So we're, we're honorable mentioning so many moments from this year, but just real quick, <laughs> we need to talk about the most shocking thing I saw while I was off this past week, which was a post from one Alexis Bellino on Christmas Eve, no less. She, of course, as of late, is dating John Jansen, Shannon's ex, who may or may not be uh, coming up in one of these award categories. She just posted a picture of her hand with a big old ring on it and said, words cannot, actions do. I will no longer feel guilty. I will not apologize. Love will create its own story. I love you, Johnny J. Hashtag love wins. Hashtag not engaged. Hashtag LOL. Hashtag promised. Hashtag Merry Christmas at Van Cleef Arpels. When I tell you, I didn't see this until, you know, she posted this the night of Christmas Eve. Very, you know, romantic, I suppose. So this was, I kid you not, the first thing I saw when I woke up Christmas morning at like 7 a.m. I open my phone. I, you know, click on Instagram. What's going on? I want to see my friends, my loved ones, enjoying their family time for Christmas. And what do I see? Alexis Bellino's manicured hands with a promise ring from John Chanson. John Jansen is a man in his 50s, 60s. Alexis is a woman in her 40s. Am I being generous? or uh, How old is Alexis Bellino? 
She's 46. She is 46 and she got a promise ring from a man that she has been with for weeks, months. There's a story on people from December 5th. That is this month. Alexis Bellino is officially dating John Jansen. This promise ring that he gave her is, according to page six, worth a little over $16,000. Like, wh- what is happening here? I-, I just don't understand. If you are, okay, John Jansen is apparently like 60. If you're a grown adult and you are entering into a relationship, I understand the timelines might be a little different. You know, it's not like you're first boyfriend in high school where you're going to take things slow perhaps and you know things progress i i get you're at a different phase in life but why does that phase in life include a promise ring what are you promising that he's going to help you take the kids to school that hopefully his daughter will dislike you less than she did shannon i like alexis i'm just sort of at a loss for words for what this even means Also, don't forget, not two months ago at the Bravos during BravoCon, when Alexis appeared alongside Lori and Gretchen and Joe De La Rosa to present Vicky with her Wifetime Achievement Award, Alexis was the one who went off script to make a joke about how she was the only woman on stage who had not slept with Slade Smiley. And now... Here she is, not engaged, but promised to a man that just a few months ago was involved in a years-long back-and-forth mess of a relationship with Shannon Bedore, who, by the way, I don't think she ever got a $16,000 promise ring. What makes John Jansen any better than Slade Smiley? He, he probably has more money, if we're being honest, but... It it does feel a little bit pot calling the kettle black. I am just so curious to see what's happening with them. And God damn it, Alexis better be on next season of Real Housewives of Orange County. That That is what I have to say about that. But without further ado, because I, you know, it, it's the holidays. Everybody's busy. Let's get into these awards. The first award we're going to be presenting is the ill-fated attention grab of the year. And the nominees are... Teresa's performance at the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion, where she famously said that Melissa would be leaving the show. Vicky saying on the record that she will never return to Real Housewives of Orange County as anything other than a full-time housewife. Reportedly, her contract did not show up in the mail. The Married to Medicine cast kicking Quad off the show. This just happened last week. Uh, So maybe it's not ill-fated yet, but I I just have a feeling this won't stick. And also, as a viewer of Married to Medicine, they should want Quad on the show because she is just good TV. And the final nominee, whatever Brandy did in Morocco. Are we ever going to see that season? That will be a question for 2024. But in the meantime... (laughs) Certainly, it's caused quite a shit show logistically over at Peacock headquarters. And the winner, by by popular decision, I'm just p- picking the winners, you guys. It's Teresa's performance at the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. You know, I think Teresa has a fair claim to say that she has been, you know, instrumental 
in the history of Real Housewives of New Jersey. But you always got to be careful when Bravo celebrities start to throw around the my show this, my show that. They're not making the decisions. And at the end of the day, you don't get to choose who's on the cast with you. They've filmed a whole season and and trust and believe Melissa is right there, uh, as is Teresa. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But certainly, Teresa did not get her way in that regard. The next category is Love Triangle of the Year. Starting off with the nominees, we have Scandaval, of course, uh, Rachel, Tom, Ariana, Southern Charm, Taylor, Austin, Olivia, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Remember that with Gary and Daisy and Colin? I will say, putting these nominees together, really scraping the back of my brain to be like, what happened before October of this year? It's like, as, as much as I want to talk about Angie Kay's sunglasses, like that can't, <laughs> it's not representative of the full year. So I, I did I did my best to reach back toward the beginning of 2023, even if it does seem like truly so much has happened just in these last few weeks. Uh, the winner, it's it's got to be Scandaval. Come on. Nothing penetrated the public consciousness this year like Scandaval. It, it did something to our brains. It got our, our non-Bravo watching friends and family texting us about Vanderpump Rules. It reinvigorated a show. It spelled the end of Rachel on Vanderpump Rules. It spelled the end of Raquel as we know it. You know, now she's Rachel again. Truly, Scandaval was, you know, the story of the year. And I don't, you know, it's kind of boring to talk about it in every category, but come on. There's no real argument. Remains to be seen. Vanderpump Rules coming back just just a month or so from now, uh, how they move on from that. But I'm, I'm excited to see it. But love triangle of the year. It's got to be Scandaval. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The She Thought She Did Something Award. Wow, what a category. First, Anna Marie coming for Sutton's esophagus and subsequently getting publicly dragged by doctors Tiffany Moon and Nicole Martin. Robin putting her marriage drama on her Patreon and subsequently making everyone more concerned about her marital situation. Bethany's increasingly harebrained attempts to bring down Bravo. And Shannon Bedore trying to convince everyone that her relationship with John Jansen was fine. <laughs> Never forget the party where they were supposed to dress up as another castmate. And so she's running around in a wig going, I have completely normal fights with my boyfriend that paralyze me uh by the way Anne marie anna marie sorry she did clear up the pronunciation of her name in an instagram comment that i saw she said it's spelled Anne, but it's pronounced anna because it's a dutch name so once and for all i can stop worrying about it you can stop worrying about it and we can just move forward anna marie wiley i will surely mess that up but i will do my best and honestly, thank you, Anna Marie, for clearing that up because uh, I was talking to Sarah Galley about that and it just was, it was driving us a little bit crazy. But in the meantime, the winner is Bethany. Bethany's increasingly harebrained attempts to bring down Bravo. Uh, no luck yet. It hasn't happened. Reality has not reckoned. Nobody has stormed the castle of 30 Rock. It's actually been pretty wild to watch over the last six months. And I know I've, we talked about it on many different episodes, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but you know, the different kind of phases that this has gone through to just completely get nowhere. I'm so curious to see sort of what Bethany's trajectory is from here, because it does feel like she's at this sort of strange point in her career and her public persona where she isn't really doing anything notable. She has her podcast, of course, and she's having, you know, some housewife guests, some Bravo people on her podcast that, you know, will get some headlines here and there. But she's not on a show. She doesn't seem to be sort of actively crushing it in the business space the way that she has in the past. It just sort of feels like she's at a point where her only real avenue of staying relevant is doing ridiculous things on social media or on her podcast to get attention and to get headlines. And that's not really a sustainable model, or I can't imagine it's that like fulfilling for her considering all the stuff that she's done in the past. So I am super curious in 2024, kind of what Bethany cooks up to, do next because I just don't think the podcast and the TikTok are really 
the full extent of what she wants to be doing. And I don't know what that's going to look like or if it'll succeed, but Bethany is not somebody who wants to just sort of fade into the former reality star background. And I, 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 I have to imagine that she's kind of working on her next move, but we will see what that is. But in the meantime, yeah, it's the, she thought she did something moment of the year. The next award, the vibes are off award. Lots of vibes were off this year. I would say overall the vibes were sort of off this year, but I came up with four in particular that were, that were especially off the first Kyle Richards, Mauricio Umansky, and Morgan Wade. You, you could, this could have been a nominee for Love Triangle of the Year, uh, but that felt a little too messy. Instead, let's just focus on the the general awkwardness and strange energy that comes into play whenever two out of the three of these people are on screen together. I can't get a handle on what's going on. Mauricio's weird little kiss that felt like Kyle was trying to wriggle away from him. The tattoo scene, don't even get me started. Maybe the new year will bring more clarity on this situation. I I love seeing Dorit kind of be like, well, do I have to get your initial tattooed on my body to to matter as a friend? Because, yeah, it's weird. The vibes are off. No doubt about it. The next nominee, Louis Ruelas. The way that things were handled on this past season of Real Housewives of New Jersey with the private investigator, the Bo Deedle of it all, the weird, vague threats, the strangeness around whatever happened with the job that Frank Jr., Frankie Catania had, there were just a lot of question marks and it felt like none of the questions were answered. Instead, it was sort of like we were being told to shut up about it or else we might have like a horse's head in our bed. Allegedly. I don't know. Fuck. Allegedly. We have not gotten to the bottom of what's going on with Louis. And I feel like the longer he stays in the picture, both in, in real life with Teresa and on the show, it just feels like a ticking time bomb of something that's going to come out or something that's going to happen There's no way if things are even half as sinister as they feel, there's no way that that stays under the covers forever. Obviously, we know about certain things in his past relationships, things that have come up on social media, that weird fucking video that he explained away. But I think that the vibes are definitely most certainly off with Louis. And it's kind of only a matter of time before we get some more concrete information behind it. Next, we have Ramona Singer. (laughs) The vibes have been off with Ramona Singer for a long time, depending how you look at it. But this year, things really came to a head with her, of course, uh, leading up to BravoCon, leading up to this season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip that's airing right now. And you could say that Ramona sort of got what was coming to her maybe (laughs) a long time overdue when she texted that page six reporter half of a racial slur that she had been accused of saying she of course got it uninvited from BravoCon. she was not in attendance uh, she hasn't been doing press for this season of roni legacy she lost her real estate job i guess it does feel like time is up 
for Ramona Singer, at least in the kind of mainstream reality world. And yeah, the vibes were never great to begin with. And I don't know, I guess we only have a couple more episodes of, of said vibes left. And then finally, the last nominee for the Vibes Are Off Award is just all of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It pains me to say, but this whole season just felt like kind of a a chore, like a, a foregone conclusion that, yeah, it probably wasn't going to be great, but I guess this is what we have to do. And for a franchise that for so long was kind of the, the pinnacle of Housewives excellence and really the framework and the blueprint for so much of what happens on Bravo, it's, it was tough to see kind of where this franchise had gotten to. And there were certain bright spots. There were certain moments I enjoyed. But at the end of the season, watching the, I mean, the reunion, a two-part reunion, I believe, it just felt like there was absolutely no momentum it didn't really feel like we knew why we were there. And I don't know what's happening with Real Housewives of Atlanta currently. I don't think they've begun filming a new season yet. Uh, certainly some some cast reworking to be done there. And I'm curious to see, of course, in the new year what ends up happening with that iconic, iconic franchise. But the vibes were most certainly off for Real Housewives of Atlanta this year. But overall, the winner of this category, I got to give it to Louie. I got to give it to Louie. Nobody else in this category was was threatening their uh, their fellow cast members, and therefore the vibes were most certainly off with Louie. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Three categories left. Next, we're going to get to the newcomer of the year. This was really an amazing year for newcomers on Bravo. 
It feels like over the past few years, we've struggled a little bit with new people on Housewives shows. We've had some false starts in OC. We've had some false starts in New Jersey with some women that didn't even get to be full-time Housewives. They've struggled in Salt Lake up until this season to cast new women past the original group. You know, obviously it took a long time to get the Roni reboot off the ground. You know, Atlanta hasn't had the best luck with new housewives. It really has been a struggle over the last few years when you look at the broader picture. But this year, it felt like things, for the most part, clicked into place with new casting. So the nominees are Jen Pedranti, Real Housewives of Orange County, Monica Garcia from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, just <laughs> she burst onto the scene. The entire new Roni cast. Of course, you can pick and choose who you like the most, who you like the least. But overall, as a group, this Roni reboot exercise could have gone so off the rails. It could have been so unwatchable, so disappointing. And the fact that they were able to put together this group that really took off. And I think even if you didn't enjoy the entire season, I felt like it kind of lost steam a little bit toward the end. Overall, I think that reboot was such a success. And I think they have so much to build on in the next season and beyond. And I think that even though maybe a couple of them don't have the highest potential, I think that each person contributed to the success of this season. And I want to recognize that. And similarly, the final nominee is all three of the new New Jersey ladies, Rachel, Danielle, Jen Fessler. I think all three of them brought something great to this season. Obviously, Jen in her friend of role, great comic relief, really just a, a breath of fresh air in that cast. I think Rachel and Danielle brought kind of that young, fresh energy. They each kind of gravitated toward different members of the cast. It seems like next season, Danielle is going to kind of switch sides a little bit. I think that's interesting. I think that's a good sign of a healthy franchise when people can kind of shift places within the group and it not be so detrimental because the part of the problem is with Jersey, it's gotten so strongly one team versus the other team. And that's, it's a tough, it's a tough way to move forward. And so I think Rachel and Danielle and Jen have the potential to kind of be the future of that franchise. And I'm so excited to see where they go from here. But maybe this is a hot take. My newcomer of the year is Jen Pedranti. Orange County was in a tough place going into this season. I think they had had a few kind of weird, bad, whatever seasons leading up to it. They'd had some new cast members. Remember Liz Vargas? No, you don't. Remember Jen Armstrong? Barely. But I think that Jen Pedranti was really able to hold her own this season. She felt like a natural fit with the group. Her personal storyline was probably one of the most compelling of the year on Real Housewives. I think we we sort of complain a lot about personal storylines that are boring or seem a little bit fake or just kind of suck the air out of the show. And the fact that whatever was happening between Jen and her boyfriend, Ryan, was not only a personal thing that she was dealing with, but was such a source of tension and drama and conflict within the whole group 
not many people can say that, especially in their first season. And I think her playing off of Tamra returning to the show was an amazing dynamic. I think that she seems like an interesting kind of nice person who seems like a good friend, but also there are some question marks. I hope and assume and think that she's going to stay with the show. And I think that really she is is set up to be kind of a key player in this next era of Real Housewives of Orange County. And I can't wait to see it. So hats off to Jen Pedranti. Next up, the comeback season of the year. This was a year where coming out of the COVID era and a lot of these shows kind of reaching the age of maturity, you could say, we have a lot of shows that are in that eight, nine, 10 plus season realm. And it's tough for things to stay fresh. It really is. And, you know, in the case of one of these shows, not even that far down the road, it was tough for things to stay fresh. But this was a year where a lot of these franchises that had sort of been sagging a little bit got a much needed boost. And so the nominees for comeback season of the year are Southern Charm, Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Orange County, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I think all four of these sort of speak for themselves. If you watch the shows, you know that they just sort of found a new path forward this year. I think with Vanderpump Rules, obviously there was, you know, Scandaval really set things off in a way that was unexpected, maybe not planned for, but kind of this wonderful accident. Salt Lake City, I'll talk about more in a second, but, you know, just kind of surprisingly was able to put the pieces back together without Jen Shaw. But my comeback season of the year, it's Southern Charm. Because I think more than any other show of these four, I had sort of written off Southern Charm as this past its prime thing that kind of, if you've watched all of Southern Charm, those first few four, three, four, five seasons really do feel like this perfect storm of messiness and personalities and the whole kind of saga with Thomas and Catherine is its own thing that is just so particular and peculiar. And I think once that storyline kind of expired, it sort of felt like, okay, what are we really doing here? Like, do I care about any of these people? Are these relationships, you know, interesting enough to follow? These guys just are never going to grow up. There was that feeling particularly in the last couple seasons of like, has this sort of just run its course? And if so, do we really need to keep paying attention? And this season, they proved that they still have it. This love triangle, the situation, whatever, between Taylor and Austin and Olivia and Shep just was so fascinating in a way that I would, if you had told me on paper what was going to be happening, I would have said like, okay, sure. That's cool. They're doing something, but watching it week to week, it's just so good. And it's the comeback season of the year. I don't know where they go from here. It might be a flash in the pan. Season 10 of Southern charm might be terrible, but right now, right now it's, it's on a good track. And for that, I'm grateful. Well, it is that time. It's the final award of the night or the year, whatever. (laughs) I don't know when you're listening to this. The Housewives franchise of the year. This was a tough one because, you know, we have some franchises that have been in a little bit of a tough spot, namely Potomac, Atlanta, 
depending on who you ask, Beverly Hills hasn't been amazing, though I think the last few episodes have been quite watchable. So the four that really solidified themselves as the top of the pack to me were New Jersey, Salt Lake City, Miami, and Orange County. We did not get a new season of Dubai this year. (laughs) Who the fuck knows? I don't even... (laughs) What's going on with that? Who could say? Roni, I enjoyed for the most part. I didn't think it really warranted um, inclusion in this top four. But all of these shows, I think, really had great, interesting, fresh seasons. Miami has just brought it so consistently since their reboot. Orange County really got back to a high level this year in a way that I wasn't sure it ever would. New Jersey, I think those new cast members were just what it needed. And it felt like the Melissa and Teresa stuff sort of climaxed in a way where I'm not sure we'll ever kind of get the active fighting between them again, which is probably for the best. But the Housewives franchise of the year, for me, and I think for a lot of people, is Salt Lake City. At the beginning of this year, with Jen going to prison, this cast was down to like four people. Who knew what would happen? Angie Kay was, you know, barely registered last season. Heather, Whitney, Lisa, Meredith. Who cared? Jen was gone. We didn't think we were getting Mary back. We had never heard of Monica yet. The way that they were able to regroup so quickly, might I add, and deliver a season, you know, we're coming up on the end of the season. There has been hardly a week episode, hardly an hour of filler in a season that I was low-key dreading. Because for those first three seasons, Jen sucked up so much of the air in the room. Of course, you had great moments from other people in the cast, but it was sort of always the Shaw show. And so it made sense that when she was leaving, you were kind of like, what is this show without her? But what turned out to be so great is that when she left, you realized, oh, we haven't had room for all this other stuff. And the way that Angie has kind of turned it around this season and the way that Monica has just, you know, come in like a bull in a china shop, it's amazing. I've just had such a great time watching this season of Salt Lake City. And I think everybody else has for the most part. And I think they just deserve their flowers. And I'm, I'm giving them their flowers. And that's the House Eyes franchise of the year. And those are the honorable mentions of 2023. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Let me know in a a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, But anyway, thank you guys so much, everyone, for listening this year, for being in the DMs, for, for commenting, for everything. It's been such a wild ride, and I can't wait to do it again in 2024. There's so much more to come. I mean think about all the people I've talked to this year, all the stuff we've watched together. What a journey. Thank you so much. Truly, truly, truly thank you. Until next time, until next year, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. 
Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.